What is going on, squad? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business without spending any money on ads, a website, or a funnel. I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month over the course of four years. And in the last two and a half years, I've worked with over a thousand online coaches and a hundred of them have hit $10,000 a month. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's going on, online fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer Podcast. This is the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow successful online business. In today's episode, we're talking about how we went from zero to $54,000 a month at Aesthetic Nation, and we're bringing in actually one of the fucking OGs. But before we introduce him, introducing first the midget from Cochrane, Alberta. He stands <laughs> a total of five foot one inches tall, weighing in at 123 pounds, soaking wet. He's got lots of tattoos, he's got a big <laughs> attitude. Cool. The Wolf De Silva. Bruh, next time I come to your house, I'm exposing those baby calves ears straight up. The whole time, I'm just going to follow you around with the camera, and it's just going to be your calves. And I'm going to be like, this motherfucker talking about how short I am when his legs look like they're shaking every single day, just supporting his big-ass upper body. Fuck you. That's look, looking like baby group, bro. You got to grow some limbs back. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Oh, shit. As you can see from my intro, I was correct. He does have an attitude. And then we've also got my fucking man. Taj Howell, IFBB Pro Taj Howell from the Dominican Republic now, eh? Yeah, man. I guess we got to start saying that. From the Dominican yeah. Republic. That's crazy. So brief little backstory for everybody that is tuning into this live stream right now. For those of you guys that don't know who Taj Howell is, Taj Howell was actually one of the first ever people to start Aesthetic Nation with me. And Taj actually knew me like before I started Aesthetic Nation. And the way oh, that me yeah. and Taj, dude, the way that me and Taj <laughs> met was funny. We met at a bar. You want to tell him? Yeah, man, let's do it. So, okay. So there was like a six month period in my life where I was working at bars and people kept mistaking me for this guy named Brian. I was like, what the, who the fuck is this guy, Brian, right? People kept saying, hey, hey, Brian, what's going on, bro? And I'd be like, my name's not Brian, my name's Taj. And so over six months, I started catching wind of this dude who kind of looked like me. And what ended up happening, six months go by. And people were asking me all the time because we were, I was at clubs and I was at bars. And I was doing all this kind of stuff, right? And then I show up to work one day and there's this fucking guy behind my bar, okay? And I'm like, Brian? <laughs> He's like, Taj? It was crazy because we heard about each other way before we met. And then we went on like, dude, me and you, we basically, our first couple months together was just party and working. That's, yeah, that's all. Yeah, he like, as soon as I saw him, I knew who the fuck it was because everybody kept saying, you look like my friend Taj to me. Yeah. I'm like, mm, who the fuck is Taj? And then <laughs> finally- this guy walks in my bar. I'm like, you're the homie that stole my identity. Yeah. <laughs> like we look, we look super like, but it wasn't just like the, like the looks. It's like also like our energy and our vibe. And I remember like the craziness, dude, me and Taj, yeah, the craziness. Like as soon as me and Taj met each other, I was like, dude, I'm like, this guy is like, not only, we, we not only look alike, but he's also like a homie. So we started, yeah, we were partying for the first little bit. And then all of you guys know the drug story, right? Like I've told all, if you're listening to my podcast, you know, like I was heavily addicted to substances. I was doing cocaine three days a week. Like there would be a 24 hour break that I'd take. And then I do it again. Taj like watched that happen. Like Taj I watched was, it happen. And there was this one time where I lent him my truck and he crashed it into a McDonald's pole and he had to pay me back like $800. And I paid you back every cent. <laughs> I paid you back every cent. You did pay me back every cent. You're a man of your word. Damn. I was just, not, I had to throw you out on that one, bro. <laughs> I had a feeling you're going to fucking say that. So uh, that's like how far back me and Taj go. And I remember like, so then I stopped partying. I started competing, started training for WBFF shows. And at the time of me training for WBFF shows, like Taj basically watched me go from the bar scene to out of the bar scene, to starting Aesthetic Nation, to starting to build my Instagram following. And I was competing and Taj started working at World Health Club because he wanted to be a personal trainer. And I was just growing my online coaching business. I was just like, you know, 
traveling and fucking building my Instagram. And I remember like one time you messaged me and you're like, bro, what the, like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, what- I, I was like, this guy's like, he's like making money online. He's like getting out of the bar scene. He's starting to change his life. I was like, I want in, let's go. <laughs> Cause I was still in that scene. Right. Yeah. And so I messaged you, you came to my bar, you showed me what you were doing on Instagram a little bit. And then you ultimately were competing. Right. And so I was like, dude, I'm going to come to your show. And this was in like Edmonton. I didn't have a car. I found my way there. I was like, dude, I'm coming to this fucking show. I didn't right? know that. This. And <laughs> so cool. I came and I watched you win. And I was, I was there filming it. And I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. I was <laughs> like, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> and so, dude, that's kind of how it all began. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. You were the one that literally posted the video of me winning my pro card on Instagram. On Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Yeah, that's I still funny. have it in my phone. That's so crazy. You need to send that to me. I will. That's a special fucking moment. So then, okay. So Taj watched me win my pro card. After I won my pro card, you guys, that's what I was like. Once I won first place at WBFF, I was like, I can fucking do anything. Like I went from drug addict loser to WBFF pro in literally like a year. I'm like, if I can fucking do this, I can do anything. I'm like, so I'm going to get my business to $10,000 a month. And I remember like when I was building my business, like after I won my pro card, Taj basically reached out and he's like, yo, he's like, like, I want in. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but I want in. And I literally didn't have any, like, anything for him. Cause I was just building my, I was like, I'm just selling fucking clients and having fun. I'm like, like, I can show you how to build your Instagram and stuff. So I started mentoring him on how to build his Instagram. And you remember we used to write the aesthetic nation weekly newsletters yeah oh fuck yeah dude memories bro yeah i used to write that shit yeah yeah that was the that was the way i first started i think yeah so i had a bunch of clients and i would get taj to send out weekly newsletters to him and then and then i started teaching taj how to take on clients i started teaching him how to sell clients and i remember when i actually first hired taj he was like i'm coming but you got to hire my wife too and i knew josie at the time and i was like <laughs> i'm like i'm like josie's fucking cool like I'll, like for sure i'll hire josie for a while it was just me taj josie and then we had another person and uh and she was on the team and she was helping me with me plants. Jesse, we still talk. She's still super cool. And then fucking midget boy over here started coming <laughs> into the picture. All right. And I remember I was training competitors. You had a bunch of clients. Josie had a bunch of clients and, and Jesse was kind of like on the side, helping me with my meal plans. Yo, and, I totally forgot about Jesse until right now. I know. Like, he literally just brought that up. That blows my mind. Completely I know. Forgot about Jesse. Yeah. Just for some context, you guys, I used to hire, have a person, her name's, she's amazing. Her name's Jesse. And she yeah. would help me with my macro adjustments because she was like a macro wizard. I had like 90 clients. And so she would help me with my adjustments. Side note, there was this little guy cool comes along and he's like just starts fucking crushing it first show he did won his first show start he started hanging out with our crew a little bit more after he won his first show because the first place champion like started to develop like more of that mindset second show champion then he started like working out with like me and Taj and we started to become like really close boys uh, we started to become 100%. boys bro and then you made me do that stupid ass newsletter too I remember that shit as soon as he brought that up I literally started laughing because I literally remember every Friday you gotta sit down and write the newsletter and you gotta get a specific recipe that looks perfect and matches everybody's macros and then you put it on the side and make it look at all clean and MailChimp, <laughs> MailChimp, right? Oh, Fuck that newsletter, bro. <laughs> That's the OG shit right there. Yeah, dog. OG shit. I forgot about that too. That's the OG shit. And so that's when like Cole started winning shows and Cole, when you first met us, did you know that you wanted to become a part of the team or was like, what was that like for you? Uh, not really guys. Like, so like when I first met Brian, again, I've told you guys this story in the past. Like I didn't even want to compete. I literally just wanted a coach to help me get my goals ready because I was done being an iron worker that was addicted to drugs and shit. I just wanted to change my life with that. I didn't know I wanted to compete. I didn't even know what I wanted to do in fitness, but Brian forced me to compete. Literally said, you're doing it or I'm not training you. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fine. Sounds good. So I did 
did it. And then once I won the show and I saw the environment around me, then it was like, okay, I'm like, now I can kind of see, I was like, I can see like a career in this. I can see something going down this road because going through my first show, like a little bit of a journey, I think it was just, it was very apparent, like what you guys were doing and like how you guys were operating. So I was like, okay, I feel like I want to be a part of that right away. Like that energy was way better than, okay, let's great. Let's win a show and then go back to hanging out with the fucking losers who were like drinking and doing drugs, iron working all the time. You were literally like walking on buildings and shit, like holding beams, like straight. Eating out of Tupperware, dogs. High and shit. I was like, this is dangerous. Yeah, man. High as fuck. (laughs) You got to come chill with us. I was like, fuck, bro. And then after that, there's literally, I went from sniffing Percocets off of a fucking beam to eating out of Tupperware containers on the same fucking beam, just like this and minus 30. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit, man. (laughs) I need to get the fuck out of this life. Dude, I just had a a realization that that's so cool. It just hit me right now. When you said, I want to be a part of that energy, I feel like that's what made us so successful. 100%. As we just like carried this like super positive friend. Like it was like, we were a family. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what made it work. You know, yeah. showed up every week. We had team meetings. Yeah. yeah. Plotted world domination, dude. And it's <laughs> fucking crazy because a lot of the, the, like the goals guys, when we started aesthetic nation, we were like, we're going to be the biggest fucking fitness company in the world. And we like believed it. It's going to be crazy where everybody's going to know our name by the time we're finished. And we like had these like big dreams and big goals and big visions. And I think that's so important. And all of us were just so hungry for success. Like we just wanted to win so fucking bad. And all of us were on the same team. And I think that I remember when I first brought up Cole uh, and Todd Jones were like, no, bro, they were mad clicky. They were mad dude, because we're not letting that motherfucker in that moment. I was? Yeah. All you motherfuckers were mad clicky, bro. You guys are like that, like because what we were building was so special, right? right. And we were like, we can't just let anybody in. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Even B was mad clicky, motherfuckers. Don't even let B like fucking bring this wool over your eyes. Like Brian set an expectation for me, guys, expecting me not to hit it, so he didn't have to fucking figure (laughs) something out. And I was like, bitch, you have no idea who you're messing with right now. It's fucking happening. So I won the next show, and then I came to him legit the minute after, like. I bro. I literally, he said, I, I want to be a trainer on your team. And I honestly, I'm, I, I'm not trying to be like cocky, but when I was running Aesthetic Nation, like everybody wanted to be like, do you remember, remember the dude that we used to hang out at UFC? I'm not going to name his name. Al, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. ask me every week. And I'm like, no, everyone, man. No, so many no, people. No. Yeah. Because we were doing something that was so cool. And I remember when we brought on Cole, I was like, okay, Cole, if you want to be here, then you like, you have to get your personal training certificate and you have to win your next show. While I was an iron worker, guys. While he was an iron worker. So homie, like, and that's why Cole talks about hard work because Cole literally wake up four in the morning, go do fast cardio, come home. Or no, then he would go to the gym. It was fast cardio. I go would to wake work. up at four in the morning, go do fast cardio, go work for 10 to 12 hours as an iron worker, get off work, get home, eat some food, go box for an hour and a half, get home go hit the gym then study for my personal training certification and sleep four to six hours a night mm-hmm. yeah. for six plus months straight hustle bro dude you know what we kind of blazed past me dude because brian i saw brian compete in wbff and that day i was like i am going to win this same show mm-hmm. next year and go pro and brian was like yeah fucking right and i literally fucking did and, and then i did. came to you right after i won the, won the pro card it was my first show too i won my won my pro card in wf and i was like brian okay it's time bro I was like, bro, let's do this. Remember that shit? Dude, I do. And I want to go backtrack because I think that this is funny. When we started working together. Okay. So we talk about haters a lot on the podcast. We're not going to name any names, by the way. That's like a rule we have. Um, we talk yeah. about haters a lot on the podcast. Voldemort. But I, we we all know them. who we're talking about. We call them Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort. <laughs> he, they who must not be named. But I remember not just not just Voldemort, but also soon as Taj. Okay. So as soon as I started online training, there was like, you know, high up trainer in Calgary that literally came up to me and said these words. You may as well just fold your business. And this guy was well respected in the fitness community may as well fold your business online training is impossible you should just work for me and i was like yeah okay whatever <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah right and then 
the next year, you remember when you, when Taj announced that he was working with Aesthetic Nation, not only did they like let him go from the gym, but they banned him. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. They banned me from every club. I won't say the name of the club, but every single club in the city I was banned from. I Bam. was like, instantly. These well, motherfuckers are scared. Yeah. These motherfuckers are scared. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I remember, I remember we talked about them. Like the only reason that they're banning is because like, they're like, they're like afraid. They yeah. knew what we were doing and they just weren't able to catch onto it. You know, Dude, that's a normal thing in Calgary, bro. I've been kicked out of fucking four gyms and banned from the fucking premises. <laughs> as soon as they find out that you're an online coach, like ban, dude, I'm not even fuck Taj. I'm not even joking. That's why we started iron energy. Literally. Yeah, because you were sniping clients probably, right? Like all your people were sniping clients. Well, dude, we started Iron Energy because we didn't want to fucking have to like have somebody be like, oh, you're not allowed to film in the gym. Like you can't right. bring your video in here. Like right. no online trainers. Yeah, allowed. that's we, the worst shit. We literally wanted to be like, you're an online trainer. Come fucking film all your shit in our gym. Yeah. All of it. All of it. No matter yeah, what. That was, yeah, that was, um, that was bad. Okay. So we're all vibing. We're all like getting along. Everything's fine. And then Cole's a part of the team. He starts joining the team. You guys heard the story. So like at this point, if you've listened to follow the podcast, the next part of the story is when Cole was in person training for a while up North realized yeah. he fucking hated it. And he wanted to go full-time online. And then Julia has a different variation of the story, but we were out. At Ours the bar. is the fucking legit, but she's yeah. fucking, she was too <laughs> Julia's on crack. She's not on crack. I love you, Julia. But <laughs> we, were out, we were out at cat. You remember the, was a, she should we're out in fucking oh uh, uh, Medina Medina uh, Cafe Med Cafe Med Medina hey. Fire one of yeah. the three Fire Nice we are Fire, Fire Nice, nice. Yeah. We were at Fire Nice and Cole got a message from somebody up north that basically said, you're not going to be able to come back up because we don't have any work for you. At that point, we were like, fuck it, quit, go all in with us and we'll figure it out. And then Cole came on as a full-time online trainer. And so at that point, it was me, Taj, Cole, Josie. And I think that was it. That was it. Jesse wasn't on the team anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So then we're going to talk about, okay, so before I'm going to preface this, Taj, I actually did a podcast about this like like last week. I talked about five of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in business. One of the biggest mistakes I ever made in business was bringing my girlfriend into the business. I was like yeah. one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in business. So if you guys have listened to the story up to this point, like you guys know that in order to basically become a t- part of Aesthetic Nation, like it was like you had to like earn your spot. You didn't, you didn't, your spot wasn't given to you. It was earned. But we're going to go back to young, stupid Brian because young, stupid Brian was in love and young, stupid Brian started dating somebody <laughs> and young, stupid Brian thought it was a good idea to just give this person a position at the company. And yeah, that's like, what did, like, how did you guys feel when I did that? <laughs> Be honest. That's what we're here for. Uh, well, dude, I was just kind of like, the fuck is this bitch? What are we doing? What, what are we doing here? What, what is this? Right? And then like, she was cool at first, but then like over time, like she starts to kind of wear down on you, a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? And I think yeah. that's what happened with you guys too. I don't know the full story, but she kind of just wore down on our team yeah. and like disagreements and like it just, it was just kind of like a plague a little bit. Yeah. And honestly, it was the hardest lesson I've ever had to learn because I had like, like I basically, this actually, I'm fucking going to get emotional. Bringing that person onto the team is one of the main reasons for the fallout because like we were like a family. We were a family. And and I remember when I brought this person onto the team, it was like, you guys were pissed. But I was like, sorry guys, deal with it. And I didn't like listen to my family. I just kind of like, I was like, fuck right. you. I'm the business owner and you can deal with it. But it's honestly, it sucked. It really, really sucked because like you guys were like my fucking best friends. And, and I chose and I I talked about this in a podcast. I chose a relationship over my business. And that was like, honestly, one of my biggest regrets. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark 
and DM me the words more clients and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. I feel like one of the main reasons, guys, like for myself, like when I was on the team, I feel like it didn't affect me as much just based on the fact that like, again, when I say like Taj, Josie and Brian were like clicky when they even let me on the team, it was clicky, but it was because it was a fucking family. And like, once I came into it, I like you guys, when we say a family, like we mean an actual fucking family. We did everything together and we spoke every fucking day. We'd show up to each other's houses almost every single fucking day, talk barbecues, like no matter what it was, it was like this. So I feel like, again, the fallout ended up happening because like young in love B brought somebody onto the team. And as much as like, I was like, okay, well, it's a little bit weird. Like this person didn't earn their fucking spot. And I had to grind my ass off for fucking seven and a half months to prove myself. And then not to mention Taj did it and Josie did it, etc. I was just like a little bit weird and it threw off the team and it was just kind of like throwing a fucking stick in a bicycle tire. That's exactly what it was. Right. That's a good way to put it because I remember the reason I almost got emotional is because Josie and I were like best friends. Mm -hmm. Like I was her fucking I was her groom of honor. Man of honor. And when man she said that at the wedding, d- dude, I've I cried at a couple wedding speeches, but like thinking about the fact that I like let something like that get in the way of like our friendship was really what hit me hard. I was like, damn. You hey know? man, you know what though? Like, I think that everyone has a path. Everyone's path is different. And I honestly believe that it was it was literally like looking back now is for the best. Mm-hmm. Like 100 percent You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, you know, sometimes, and this is something I've learned too, sometimes. Yes, mixing relationships and business isn't good, but then other times, sometimes mixing friendships and relationships can be bad as well, mm. right? Because just like, just because like Cole said, right? It's so, we were so tight, mm-hmm. like so tight that it was just kind of like, if something like gets in between that, it's like kind of like magnets, mm. yeah, like everything up, right? Mm. It's like, it's so, it's like so close knit that when it's not, it's like polarizing. It's like the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. But I also like, one of the things that I do think is important is I think that, so we did ever end up having a big falling out and we like basically had a fallout that didn't like that lasted for years. Like we just didn't see eye to eye for years. We kind of just like, I think Josie was really protective of me and she like was just straight up like, this isn't the person for you. And like, I don't care if you don't like it. Like, fuck you. I will (laughs) say you're wrong. Like she's very, she will tell you what the fuck she's thinking. Oh, hundred percent. I do want to say to you guys, like it wasn't like an instant fallout either. Like this was over the course of almost a year, like of everything happening, like if not longer. So I don't want people to think like it was like Brian brought a girl in and instantly we're all like, fuck you. <laughs> instantly, yeah. it's not like we're just like fucking like attack this new thing that came in. Nah, it was like a, it was a long, it was a long drawn out thing that ended up yeah. happening. Okay. It was a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm. But okay, so at this point, we have at when we like the year basically led up to the fall. This is fun. We've never talked about this before. Never, never bro. Right? Yeah, I knew, I knew I was gonna get emotional. I was like, this gonna be hard. So I want to hear your guys' perspective on this too. Like, so all of it. So I remember we actually did have the fallout, and at that point, like we because we were a family, it was so weird for us to have a fallout. And I remember like Cole straight up called me and he's like dude like what the hell is going on <laughs> like, i snapped on brian bro i fucking i lost my it was not a nice conversation I'm like what the fuck are you doing yeah like what are you um doing? because it was like the way that it all ended up happening was very weird and again like we were all brothers and i remember legit being like what the fuck are you doing right now i'm like mm-hmm. what is happening mm-hmm. because it was like out of nowhere i was getting phone calls of like fucking something's happening call shit's going down and i'm getting spam called at fucking four in the morning and it was just a very very emotional intense process for a couple hours there until it died down and then it was like uh it's kind of like when a tornado hits a fucking city and a bunch of shit happens
happens. And then you got to look at all the wreckage that happened afterwards. And we're just, we're just going to go here. We're just going to sit here because I think it's important not to run from. Let's just fucking let's share this experience with everybody. From my end, I felt like it was the right move at the time to basically part ways. I was like 100% certain of it. And I felt like the like the resentment had piled up to the point where I was like, it's going to get like worse if we don't do something. And so even though it wasn't the right way, I was like, it has to be done. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Cole called me, I was like, I was like, he's like, I'm like, I'm about to leave too, because he's like, he's like, I'm about to leave because like, how do I know that like, you're just not going to, you know, have a falling out with me too. And I remember that was the, and I taught you said everything happens for a reason. And when I like look at your fucking beautiful family and I see you guys in the Dominican Republic and I see you with your IFBB pro card, it just makes me so happy. Thanks, bro. And dude, Cole, like looking at like the relationship that we've developed in the last like few years because of it. Cause I remember he called me and I was like, I was like, dude, I'll make you a partner in my company right now. Like just to show you that I'm like so committed to like you, like, I'm like, I know that this is right. And, and I also like, I, I'm just super confident that this is the right move. I'm like, I'll make you a partner literally right now. And I gave him a percentage of my business right there. Yeah. It was like that. And it was, and I remember you guys stayed in contact and honestly, if we're being completely honest, it like, at first I was so mad. I think when you like have a breakup or whatever, you're just mad at the other person. But then after like two months, I just like would stalk you from man. Things. Both of you little motherfuckers <laughs> were like that though. Taj was fucking mad about, he's like, fuck you Cole for hanging out with Brian. Brian, you're like, man, fuck you Cole for hanging out with Taj. Bullshit, man. <laughs> yeah, we you guys are like we- bitch about each other. And I'd be like, I can't fucking enough. I'm like, I ain't your fucking kid. And this ain't a divorcee fucking relationship, motherfuckers. That's literally what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that is funny, dude. No, like, you know, for me, I'm on, you know, on my end, I think that like, I was like so unbelievably committed to Aesthetic Nation that like the thought of us disbanding over like anything was like treason. It's like fucking, tre- it was treason, dude. I was, and then, and so when he brought it up, cause, and we'll even go here, bro. Like originally Brian was like, I'm letting your wife go but you can stay. And I was like, the fuck? (laughs) I was like, we would do the shit from the start, right? And so like, it was like treasonous for me, dude. I like, I, I felt like getting pitchforks and chasing the beast. Like I was like, fuck you, friend. I was so mad, dude. I was so mad for so long. And you know what? Like, again, going back to go and like, so, so we'll finish the story, but he basically said, you know, your wife, I'm letting her go, but you can stay if you want, or you can go. It's up to you. And I was like, I'm leaving. But like I said, like the path, like the path split was like fucking amazing because like it allowed you guys to create this amazing thing that you created, right? It allowed Yum. me to go off. It allowed me to go off and build my family. I've got two kids. Yep. Right. Got two kids. I'm about to move to Dominican. Republic. What are their names? Just so everyone knows. Meet those little fuckers, man. What? What are their names? Just so everyone knows. Hendrix and Kingston. Hendricks and Kingston. So oh, I'm going to squish their fucking, fucking heads. Head, bro. Oh, I just want to fucking squeeze Kingston's head. He's so goddamn cute, man. I like, saw a video of his dude, fucking dude. He got, like ice cream all over his fucking face and shit yesterday. <laughs> God, bro. Dude, absolutely. absolutely. Cole, you're coming. Yo, this weekend we'll chill. Bro, gang, I'm so excited. Yeah. Do it, oh, I'm so jealous. Bro, you drive out. Fuck it. <laughs> drive that fast ass whip. We'll get here in three hours. But anyways, no, like, you know, I, I think personally looking back, and this is why I called you. So like, let's fast forward a little bit. Unless Cole, you want to go. I think we both, we all went, but I just reached out to Brian out of the blue, like mm. two months ago, right? Like two months ago. Yeah, you it was it was literally, I was on the way to my bachelor party with Cole. This is how it happened, actually. Like, Both of like, you motherfuckers don't know how it happened, okay? He then messaged me first. Okay? <laughs> Let Cole <laughs> tell the story. I'm driving. Cool. So you guys, and I got to tell this part of the story for it to make sense to you. Again, guys, like when this happened, um, I stayed close with both of them because I told them both. I'm like, do not cross this line with me. I'm like, I'm both your boys. No matter what, you need anything, it's fine. Now, even though that I said that, there was still a lot of resentment. So me and Taj ended up separating for a little while, even though he knew the door was always open. Anything he needed to say, it was always there. We were always talking. And then 
randomly out of nowhere. Like we'd say like little things, but it wasn't like as it used to be out of nowhere. I'm driving. And as I'm driving everybody out to the fucking Whistler for Brian's bachelor party, I'm like, ding, Taj sends me a message. He's like, give me Brian's number. Now you guys got to remember, all right? Now I'm going to open up the little can of worms here. When I used to hang out with Taj and we'd get a little cut, little cut, then the little anger resentment demon would come out of this motherfucker. Uh, Cause you guys call me the midget. Taj is the same size as me, by the way. He's just <laughs> I'm two inches <laughs> taller. All right, two gotcha. inches. Go look at the photo oh. on your own Instagram, bro. Two you look way shorter. Inches. Go look at the photo on your own Instagram, dog. You look, bro. <laughs> you outangled me, bro. I did too. I outangled him on his own Instagram too. He was like, <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> but so a little demon would come out of him, and he'd be like, guy. "Yo, if I see this motherfucker again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck him up. It was gonna be intense." <laughs> so when Taj texted me, and we're going to the bachelor party, uh, he's like, "Give me Brian's number." I'm like, "Nah, dog. You're gonna give me a lot more information than that if you're gonna get anywhere." I'm like, "You gotta like." The whole thing, open it up. Why do you want his number? What's going on? Because obviously me and B had built like a very strong relationship and I'm protective as fuck over this motherfucker. You guys have heard me and B get very emotional. It's hard for us to talk about our like relationship, etc. So when he texted me, I'm like, nah, mm-mm. Tell me more. I'm like, you ain't getting <laughs> yeah. shit. So you tell me more. Like no joke. He, he messaged me when we were in van picking up Brendan. We were talking for two and a half hours before you fucking got his number or whatever, before I fucking gave him your number. Because I was like, you have fucking passed the barrier right now, bro. Crazy. Because I'm like, you guys used to have like the beef. And then it calmed down. Um, he took, Taj told me what was going on. So I was like, yeah, here you go. And then when we were on the drive, Brian's like, who the fuck is this? And answers the phone. And it was Taj. Go ahead, bro. Dude, I uh, before I got a phone call from Taj, I was looking at Cole's Instagram photo. Oh yeah, he fucking was. And I was looking at Cole's. Bro. Was, I was looking at Cole's dropping. Instagram photo, and then I scrolled. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, yo, Cole. I'm like, Taj has me unblocked. And then Cole's like, uh, I gotta talk to Taj. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he fucking then he texts Taj. It's like you need to tell Brian. And then I knew Cole knew something, so I was like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, what is it? What is it? Like, no, what fuck is it? You. He's like, Taj. I'm like, it? no, he's not. You're gonna fucking tell me. He's like, Taj is going to call you soon. I was like, okay. And that's it. Oh, so you knew. I knew because I fucking got in my face, dog. Literally, he was like, tell me. He's like, hey, the whole fucking time, bro. Persistent. Brian can be persistent. (laughs) If we all didn't know. Yes, I can. (laughs) Yes, I can. Dude, what caused you to reach out? What was it? Dude. Okay. So honestly, it started with a book. So you all know Tony Robbins. He has a new book. It's called Unleash the Power Within. You also read it. It's amazing. But what it is, basically, uh, it's like it's an audio book and it's a live recording of one of his his newest event. And there's a part of that book that basically talks about how you can never reach your full potential in business. You can never reach your full potential with your family, your relationships. You can never be your absolute best in life if you hold any sort of deep resentment or hatred or Mm. or anything. Mm. He talks about like in the book, he's literally like, you know, what I want to challenge you to do, anyone reading this, watching this, what does matter is make a list of anyone in your life that you like currently don't see eye to eye with. It doesn't matter if it was their fault or your fault or the universe's fault, whatever. Make a list of those people and like call them and just speak from the heart and let everything go. I read that like probably like seven months before I called you. Mm. And I wrote your name down and it was literally two names. It was your name and my mom's name because my mom kind of, that's a side note, but my mom kind of went off the rails a little bit, but two names. And then like, so I called my mom and I did that kind of right away, but it took me a while to like, Call Brian because I was like, it's it's hard to discuss how deep it all was just mm-hmm. in like a like 30 minute conversation. But this shit was deep, bro. Mm-hmm. Like we were brothers. Mm-hmm. And so like it it took me a while of thinking about it and considering it and doing my thing and you know, like focus on my business, family, and all my stuff, right? And I finally called him and I was I was just like, dude, listen, I have no ill will. I was like, I'm cool. I basically said that I want you, I wanted Brian to know 
that I appreciated him as a brother and I appreciated him and the time that we had together and the memories that we made and all the good times and all the bad times. I appreciated all of it because we both learned stuff, right? Because there's like another principle that I live by is nothing in life happens to you. Everything happens for you to learn and grow from. So living my life by that and then changing my perspective and being like, hey, you know what? Like, I don't hate this dude anymore. Mm. I see him out there winning mm. and I'm winning, right? Because if you guys don't know, like I'm, I'm an online performance coach, fit, performance, fitness, mindset, all this stuff. My business is fucking killing it. So like, I don't have to be competing with people. Like I'm like, Hey, I love this guy. He's my brother. He's my brother from another mother. (laughs) He's killing it too with his business. Why wouldn't we reconnect? And so I gave him a show. Dude. And when, uh, when Taj gave me a call, I remember like, I looked at, I looked at Cole before he called me. Actually, I looked at Cole. I was like, I'm going to smooth it over. I'm like, it's just like, it was opportune moment for me. It was like the timing was super weird because it was on the way to my bachelor party to celebrate with like my best friends. And I'm like, the timing of this this is very strange to me. Like, that's just like, I just don't believe in coincidences. Like I believe that like, I'm a big hippie and like the universe and all that Hobie, Hobie doobie bullshit. And I'm like, homie's fucking calling me on my way to celebrate with my best friends to make amends. I'm like, that's fucking cool. So as soon as he called me, I was like, dude, I'm like, I like, it's all good. Like, and I was like, and I'm sorry for the role that I played in it. And straight up, like I'd been following Tosh forever. Like I watched him win his IFBB pro card and I like wanted to fucking, I wanted to say something so bad, but I'm like, he's not going to fucking like And like, I watched your, your first son being born. And I'm like, I wanted to say something. Like, he's not going to like it. So I just sat on the sidelines. You know, I was just like, I just, I just was like, I'm just happy for them. And I hope that they're doing well. And I just like, when I got the opportunity to like, talk to you again, I was like, dude, like, yes, I would like to have you back in my life. Yeah. And yeah. it's been great ever since. And then they came to my fucking wedding. I was like, you guys are coming to my wedding. So I invited jo- Josie and Taj to my wedding. And guys, like Taj and Josie live in the Dominican Republic 12 months of the year. They came back to Calgary to sell all their shit for two months and then they're going back. But it's like pretty inconvenient for them to buy a flight in the middle of the summer to come see my wedding, to be away from their kids for two days. But they fucking did it without, without even thinking about it because that they knew that it was going to mean a lot shit. to me. Yeah. And so Taj and Josie came to my, my wedding. They met fucking Kirsten. Kirsten loves Josie, by the way, Taj. I don't know if she told do that but she fucking like yeah. jazzy mama she calls it yeah. <laughs> joe's loves her too man that's uh, awesome so like i feel like it's just we just like feels like we haven't missed a day when us we were hanging out yeah man Dude, it's instantly, bro you you guys have no idea so side note when we used to all chill so like i consider myself a decent dancer and me and fucking taj taj <laughs> fucking the mix we dance our asses off when we usually get fucked up as soon as people found out that taj was coming to the wedding everybody was like yo there here we go here we fucking go people <laughs> like dancing today yeah you're like i've been waiting for this shit forever bro like so many people had sent me a message like yo we've heard that you and tosh can fucking dance i want to see it so instantly <laughs> that wedding went off we fucking hey, got do my knees hurt for three fucking days afterwards i was like this is too much man i'm like i'm fucking dying oh man we had a good time this is a good time <laughs> yes we did and so here's the cool part about this it's full circle now so taj is doing amazing in his business uh taj is over like 20 to thirty thousand dollars every single month and yep. he joined the academy because he just he, he joined the academy because he's like he's like I see what you guys are fucking doing and I got this far on my own and now I want some help and like to fucking to have that like that that was when it came full circle to me I remember I don't think I don't know if Cole told you this Taj but I like when I like me and Cole talked about it, I'm like holy shit like Taj is like it's like actually full circle now you know yeah like, went a separate way started crushing it came back to us and like now he's working with us and so I wanted to do this podcast with you guys because if you're in the 10k academy and you get value from me and Cole just say hell yes in this live stream or if on this podcast or like if you're tuning in right now if you're in the academy and get value from me and Cole, just like, let us know because there's somebody that's coming in to the 10 K Academy fam right now. And, and I want them 
and his name's Taj. And like, based on this podcast, you guys know how much Taj means to me and Cole. Yeah. And so I want you guys to make sure that he feels like he's a part of the family. You know, hundred percent. Awesome. I love it, man. Thanks for letting me in with open arms. I appreciate it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think the main reason too. So here's why I joined. Okay. So like I had after working with Brian and Cole, well, like as we were partners, right. I had one, two, three, I had three business four. I had four or five business mentors. I worked with every possible like business coach that you would want to think about as like an online fitness coach. Right. Like I won't say any names because we're not saying any names, but some of the biggest guys, I took the programs and like went all in with it. And so I learned a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And like, like Brian said, my business is consistently making 30 K us a month, like clockwork. Like it's like, it's like gravy, but what I'm lacking is content that goes viral. I'm lacking, like creating, like, like just like mass, mass exposure. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mainly need help with because these two are badasses with it, man. And I like to, I, I always give respect where respect is deserved. And so that like 5k or whatever costs to be in the fucking Academy is literally the amount of value that I'm going to get from working with you guys is like 10 X, which mm-hmm. you guys charge anyways. So let's go all in. <laughs> let's yeah, fucking bro. go. And guys, we got a family here. I think Todd, like one of the coolest things that Taj doesn't even understand yet is, well, he'll know now because if he's been in all the other mentorship programs, you're going to feel the difference in the Academy dog. Oh yeah, bro. You're going to feel the difference. It's a vibe in the Academy community. Yeah. It's a vibe. Like we all support each other. We all have each other's backs. And I think that like, there's some people in the Academy that are absolutely crushing it. Like on TikTok, Taj, are you on TikTok yet? Yeah, dude. I made my first, I made my first two. I got three more. I filmed today. I'm going to, I'm literally, I watched your video, Brian, on the, on the best practices. The first one you were like, I was posting three times a day for like the first month. I was just doing everything. Done. I still am. I still am three times a day. There's a guy on this call right now. His name's Shay Ken. He made 2,200 followers. He made $15,000 off TikTok last month. So I'm just, there's just like, there's opportunities. There's opportunities in the Academy. Yep. And we're super excited to have you here. Cool. Anything else, guys? Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap this up? No, I'm just fucking happy that the family's back and we got Taj in the Academy, bro. This is lit. Yeah, man. You guys have no idea, bro. You got you think our, mine and Brian's energy is fucking high? Wait till you start <laughs> seeing videos of me, Brian, and Taj, okay? It's going to be fucking game over. Dude, <laughs> and, and guess what? And guess what? Here's the other thing. This is a side note, but it's the best side note ever. As you all know, I bought a house in the Dominican Republic. You motherfuckers are coming down in January. <laughs> we're going yeah. to get some sick content, yeah. sick footage. We're going to level everything up. You guys yeah. have seen a video of us jumping off Brian's balcony. Well, Taj's got a two-story fucking house below its pool. So we're fucking right off that Let's fucking go. place. Right <laughs> Let's they, go. Dude, I love so it. Pumped. I love it. Hey, guys, Taj, where do they find you? I know that there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people listen to my podcast. Where do they find you on Instagram? Yeah, totally. So uh, so my Instagram handle is at my Instagram and TikTok handle are both Taj, T-A-H-J underscore IFBB Pro. Taj, so IFBB Drop that Pro. in the chat also. Taj, Taj, IFBB Pro. Underscore IFBB Pro. Boom. Boom. That's it. That's it. That's all. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Change Lives Make Money on the Trainer Podcast. Cole, where do they find you, Doc? Y'all already know at the Wake Up With The Wolf Podcast or Cole Lewis De Silva on TikTok or Instagram. Everybody, thank you so much, Taj, for coming on board. Thank you so much, Cole, for fucking joining Absolutely, me. Absolutely, bro. Hope you guys have the best day of your entire life. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Peace. Peace.